up, Disrupt Nation? So, my name is Anthony Delgado, and I'm here with my freaking homie, John Malat. And we're just coming back from Miami. We're, we're on our way to, to Naples and South Florida to my boy Paul Getter's uh, mastermind. And yeah, so we're going to be in the car for the next maybe hour. And I'm sitting here with John, and he's just dropping jewels. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? No better time than to get John on the podcast. I got him as a captive audience. I, I can't I can't go anywhere, man. I'm not jumping out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> no, brother. Excited, man. Excited for all the things that we're working on, collaborations, partnerships. Man, it's, it's awesome, man. Great times. Yeah, definitely. So you're building your brand. You're building multiple brands, building multiple yeah. empires all around the world. You just got back from Germany. Uh, you did the Build Your Empire event out in Germany. Yeah. Uh, we're planning the next Build Your Empire event in Puerto Rico. I mean, you guys are really just taking over the whole world. Um, you have the Euphoria product, yeah. which is freaking super, super disruptive DNA product. And yeah, man, I was just talking about how like your goals, bro, yeah. like your whole life, like forget business aside. You've designed the life that you wanted to live, right? And you were saying, what, what was the quote about 28? <laughs> well, you know, I'm uh, I, I'm 48 right now, and I feel better today than I did at 28. Mm-hmm. And in my my early years, of course, you know the story with all the challenges I had as you know young, from from drugs to incarceration, all the things that went went along with my life at that time was was just stress and strife, man, constant, you know, frustration mainly self-induced mainly because that's what you know I did and that's what a lot of young people do we, we create a lot of our own shit and problems and so that those early stages were really about when I finally got out of my way as far as like being stupid and I realized I gotta you know make some money I gotta become a man I gotta you know start doing things well make money the right way right make money the right way right right the challenge is I tried to make money the wrong way except for I liked the product too much so that, that almost killed me that shit didn't work either for me so, you know, I, I, when I, when it was time to make money the right way, take all that negative energy and start putting it towards positive, it took a long time, man. People don't realize, like, it took me seven years to crack $100,000. So mm. during that whole time frame in my 20s, just trying to get to $100,000 in a year, it was, it was rough, man. It was hard. It was like people, the doors weren't opening and it was, there was a lot of frustration, and so I knew at a certain point, I don't know exactly when it clicked, but there was a certain point when I realized that my life really wouldn't start until I was 40. Mm. That I was going to have to grind and hustle and go after with everything I've got for you know so many years. How and old were you when you hit the 100K mark? I was, uh, let's see, tw- I was, when I really started working on my life, I was 24. 31 mm. is when I, when I hit the 100K. Now, the beauty of that, though, is... If you're doing it right and you've got systems in place, I, I was fortunate to have some great mentors like Jim Rohn and, and you know uh, Paul J. Meyer, some incredible men that came into my life and taught me how to how to put systems in place, how to build a system-driven organization. And so when I hit my seventh year, I made $116,000, but the very next year it went to over $220,000, and then it was fast. Like all next thing you know, I was at a million dollars a year. Then it went to two million a year. I mean, it just snowballed so quickly. Because I had to go through, I was faithful to the process. Like, like people don't stay faithful to the process. You know what happens? You know, something goes wrong and they take five days off. They go suck their thumb and get in the fetal position for two days. I just, every single day, because I learned from Darren Hardy, who used to be um, the editor for Success Magazine. He was one of my early mentors as well. Uh, the, the compound effect, the slight edge. It was, you know, what do they say? An apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's not seven apples on Sunday. So what happens, a lot of people get depressed, they get frustrated, 
things aren't going for them, and they kind of stop for a while. Then all of a sudden, one day they realize, oh shit, <laughs> I gotta do something. Then they go back on the grind, so they go crazy for two or three days, or maybe a week. You might even get a month out of them, and then, of course, they're gonna get hit with something that doesn't work, and then they stop again. That stop and go keeps you, it actually takes you further away from your goals. It's consistent effort over a period of time, and that's what I mean by I was just faithful to the process. While people were at the club, while people were at the beach, I was either you know, studying my craft, getting prepared, personally developing, or I was making the calls, or I was doing the things so that I would have the power later. But it, didn't, it wasn't so pretty in those, in those early days, but it was consistent effort over and over and over. Well, yeah, and, and you know, we were at a, at a mastermind dinner last night, and one of the guys was saying, like, the boring part. Right? You find the one thing that yeah. works, and then you just do that over and over and over again. It's not about, oh, let me come up with a new idea every day. No. It's, no, what worked? Okay, let's do that 5,000 times. How do I make $1,000? <laughs> Great, do that 1,000 times, thousand. right? My mentor called it uh, mastering the mundane. Mm. The same stuff over and over and over. Look, Les Brown, I, I wrote a book uh, with Les Brown years and years ago called The Power of One. And if, if you ever watch Les Brown's talk, He's basically got the same talk today that he had 30 years ago. Mm. He's mastered that talk, and that talk has made him millions and millions of dollars. He's been on you know stages with 50,000 people in the audience. You know, he did an Amway convention, and I watch him do that same talk on stage after stage after stage, made millions of dollars. Or he does some variation of that talk, and and a lot of us want to get creative. We think you know the challenge with Instagram sometimes is that you got to get creative when you're creating content. If you put out the same content every day, you're going to lose all your followers. <laughs> but that doesn't work real well in business. Once you find the thing that works, that makes you money, you drive that over and over and over. And then you figure out what your niche is and you stay in that lane. Uh, you ever see, remember the movie Hitch? Yeah. With Will Smith? Yep. Where he gets, where he's teaching the dude how to dance? You know, like, stay here. This Don't try to do the running man. Don't try to do the Q-tip <laughs> <laughs> and the cabbage patch. Stay in your lane right here. Just sway back and forth. I, and I, I try yep. to stay in my lane. Just I, do that two-step. Just do the two-step, <laughs> man. I do it with a drink in my hand. I do it over and over. And, and things just start to happen, man. But uh, And the other thing is, Anthony, we talk a lot about this scaling. Mm. Like, it's one thing to scale on Instagram. There's a set of rules for that. There's another set of rules for scaling a business. And, mm. and scaling a business comes down to simplicity. You've got to have, like, from, the, from onboarding someone to your leadership process, to your team building process, to your human, re everything, you know, everything has to have a very systematic approach to it that's so simple. That's why I always teach the rule of three. You know, find, you know, I, I try not to have more than three steps, maybe four steps in everything I do in every area so I can get that duplicating. And if you get good at duplication, then you can scale. Because like, if you want to be a millionaire, that's one set of duplication. But if you want to be a billionaire, that's another set because now you got to be able to, to get something duplicating. Look, you got to get something to duplicate to the masses to become a millionaire. But it's a whole other level to get it to like a Zuckerberg type duplication. But but again, you have to simplify it. You got to break it down break into it down. steps. That, uh, last night, we uh, I just wrote a $10 million check to myself, like Jim Carrey style. I love right? it. Love it. And, you know, you're supposed to put the date like five years in advance or something, like so that you can give up to it and I put the date for today for the day yeah. and so the guy at the other end of the table he's like okay well that check's only good for the next six months I said alright no problem 180 days let's do the math here <laughs> you know That's and it, it broke down to 55 uh, 55,000 a day 
right? And that's still like a little bit of a scary number. And I was like, all right, well, what if I get 25 salespeople to bring in $2,000 a day? I'm Boom, telling you, now man. you hit it. You can work backwards from all this stuff. That's that's one of the things, the reason why we built such large organizations, you know, of hundreds of thousands of distributors in different countries is because we would work backwards from the goal. You know, just like you're talking about. You just said it. You figure out what the numbers. I could sit down with somebody that's going to be a distributor for us and find out, number one, what their reason why is. I want to know why they want to do this because money can't be the only driver. If money was the only driver, we'd all be rich. There's enough money out there for all of us. So I want to dig deeper and say, you know, I want to find out, ask them questions like what makes them cry? What keeps them up at night? What makes them laugh? I want to know what their drivers are because if I know that, then think about it. Remember we were talking about consistency before? Yeah. So if, if you're working with me and you know that my drivers are my kids and I got to get out of this neighborhood and, and, and I want to put my kids through college or I want to retire my parent. So let's just say I go into my, you know, negative, whiny, weepy, you know, the world sucks mode. You can hit me up and say, hey, John, is this still about your kids? You still want to retire your parents? If so, if that's the case, then let's dust ourselves off and get back in the game. Mm-hmm. And, and so you can motivate me with my own goals once you know what my goals are, what my reasons why are. And then the how is simple, guys. I'll tell you, you know, what I've figured out is if you know why you're doing something, if your reason for doing it is big enough, you'll figure out the how's. You'll figure out the house. Congratulations for not getting pulled over. Yeah. I thought he was about to pull you I, over. I mean, <laughs> I feel sorry that What's he's pulling somebody else over. Or, dude, get out of the lane, though, my guy. Yeah, he's, like, blocking him in. Oh, <laughs> there, we just took the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. So, one time, uh, I was in college, and I was driving this car, and the car didn't have any freaking insurance. And I didn't have any a license. I bought my first car. It took me seven years to get a freaking license. That's how hard-headed I was. When I was 18, I thought that having a license was the government trying to control me and that I didn't need to have a license. For whatever reason, I had this stuck in my head. And you know what the funny thing is? I still believe that, but that doesn't mean I don't live in America. <laughs> yes. It's the same thing with pot, right? I used to think, you know what, pot, it should be legal. And there's no reason why it's illegal and X, Y, and Z. Great, but I don't live in Amsterdam, right? And I don't live in in Colorado now that it's legal in Colorado, you know? And I heard Gary Vee actually said this to somebody, and I've been saying it for years. Dude, move to Colorado. You want to be a marijuana entrepreneur? There's places where you can do it. California. You know, California, it's been legal for the longest, right? But don't do it in a state where it's still illegal and then complain about the results. Because they will still put you in prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, but they're smoking legally in Denver. Well, you can't do you're it here. You're not Denver. <laughs> you're in Dallas. You're in Dallas. That's different, man. You're going to jail. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, you can fight it, but look, you know, there's, there's always going to be someone else. Look, always someone richer, faster, smarter, brighter. There's always going to be someone in power. There's always going to be someone creating rules that we don't like. And either you could be, you know, you get beat up by these rules. If you, you know, it's, it's harder work trying to buck that system. I just like, you know, whatever. That's their deal. That's the rules. I'm gonna, again, I'm gonna stay in my lane. Stay in my lane. This yeah. is where I live. <laughs> I'm gonna stay right in my lane. I'm gonna, you know, until those rules change. You know, why? Why have that extra stress, man? And I know, you know, we're we're in America, land of the free. It seems like we should be able to do whatever the hell we want to do, but that's not exactly the case. So yeah. Yeah, and there's and you know once you figure it out, once you realize okay, there are these parameters, but as long as I stay in front of these parameters, you really can't do whatever you want. 
You can't. You know, there's a lot of other rules, you know, non-written rules that you can't break. You know, most people wouldn't record podcasts in the car, right? <laughs> they, they wouldn't break that rule, no, right? No, no, no. So I'm still breaking rules, but I'm breaking the ones that are not going to lead to ill results. I'm breaking the ones that are going to get me to the results that I want. But like Jim Rohn used to say, he said, look, you think you got it bad here? Go go move to Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go. There's, there's places in this world where... Our poorest of the poor would be considered rich. You know what I'm saying? And 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 they are con- some of these countries are constantly under the thumb and under the foot, you know, of of a, uh, powerful entities that squash everything from even from creativity, where you can't even be creative. You know, it's like you know, yeah, you can't like North Korea. You can't have your own ideas. No, hell no. And that's why I'm like, look, man, we no matter what, you know, it's. Uh, this is this is what we got to work with, so let's make it happen. I get people that, that hit me up from other countries all the time. That's the beauty of, of social media too. Now, is you get access to people from all over the world. And when I hear some of the stories of the the uh, repression, and like they truly are limited. Like they, there's things they can't even say on their social media without fear of repercussion, fear of something. Imprisonment or man, yeah, they have to be careful and. and and we could say anything, man. We could talk all day long. We could talk shit about Trump and Obama and, you know, whatever. And, and nothing's going to happen to us. We will get, maybe get some hate from, you know, the people that, that think differently. But that's about it. In some of these countries, they will lock you up just from your because of your beliefs. So there yeah. truly is limitations. We're here, you know, you're pretty much limited by your own mind. And, uh, you know, well, so and in business, too, like in China. That entrepreneurship, it has to be part of the state. Yeah. If you start a business and it gets too big, the government comes to you and says, okay, this is a partnership now. It's not a business anymore. <laughs> yeah, thank you for starting it up. Thank you for putting up your capital and your energy. We are happy to be in business with you. Uh-huh. I know this well because we are about to bring a skincare product into, <laughs> into China. And uh, the, the rules were very interesting. And uh, like in some countries, there were payoffs demanded in order to get your products into those countries like you had to pay certain individuals it, it, it just you know it, it's it is what it is man but you know you you work around it and you keep rolling totally so the one thing and we were speaking about this before i got the inspiration to hit record was your relationship so i, I do want to touch on that An article just came out in the daily mail that went super viral um so you know, there were there were I guess accusations in the in the article that you know about your age difference between you and your yeah. and your beautiful fiance, and it's so evident that these people do not know you. It's so <laughs> evident as someone who spent time with you uh, and your fiance and and know the amazing freaking relationship that you guys have. You know, I was saying it before, like you guys are goals, right? When I think about the woman that I want to marry and the type of relationship yeah. that I want to have with that human being, it's like you and your freaking fiance are goals. So let's talk about that. How were you How were you able to create a relationship? And you know what I was thinking before uh, we even met up today yeah. uh, about asking you, how many knows? How many bad relationships did you say no to till you found that? Oh, man. I'll tell you, it's an interesting thing. The uh, Money is a blessing and a curse. It can be, either one. And one of the things that comes with money, of course, is sometimes, uh, of course, false prophets. Uh, I get up, hit up. I can't tell you how many people come to me. Let's not talk about the female side of things for a second, <laughs> but just... My DM is filled every day of people asking me for money. 
for sure. And they want me to invest in this and invest in that. And so it gets very difficult for me now to even look at an investment opportunities because I'm being hit by so many people. And yeah, you got blinders on. You're like numb yeah, to it. I'm numb to it. And it's like, and it's interesting to me that someone would contact me first to have me invest money in something. I don't even know them. Because by the way, you know, I, I invest and they hit me because they got the greatest product or they got the greatest this or that. I don't necessarily invest in the horse. I invest in the jockey. So when you hit me up and it's all about giving me money, you want money from me in our very first conversation. We haven't even had a conversation yet. Uh-huh. And you want money from me. I'm already turned off. It's like, well, can't we build a relationship? Can't we have some conversations? Can I find out who the hell you are? Yeah. So it's there's a there's a tip for someone if you're out there looking for money. Don't just go at people's saying, hey, I got the greatest product and you're going to make a ton of money, but I need you to give me money first. That's a turn off. I, I usually I don't do business like that for sure. So I'm looking for good people, but when you start making money, and I'm sure it works male female, but I can only speak from my perspective. As I started making money, uh, more female. Apparently, I got more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> money made me prettier. Uh, but you know, but you could catch you catch on pretty quickly. And I think I think there's. So I want to give give women and gold diggers but mostly just yeah. regular women uh, a little bit of a pass yeah. for the fact that when you have money what also comes with it is uh, confidence and swagger oh yeah yeah you know and it's like some of it is the freedom to hey okay you want to go to Miami let's do it yeah. but but there's a confidence that comes with that as well um, so so I do think because I know a lot of people that, that act like they have money and have a lot of women but don't actually have any money. So I think they're and they're just like they got hit with a rock, the confidence rock on their head. The confidence rock. Yeah, right? So yeah. but I so I do think, you know, like they say that money doesn't change you, it just amplifies you. Right? So you in the part of your life where you are now, you're super confident in who you are as a human being and you have a confidence and an aura about you. So more than just the money, but then I guess it's also confusing for you because you don't know if these women are really interested in you or your bank account. Well, you know, and, and I look, I, I get it. If, if you have a choice be, between being homeless or living in a palace, <laughs> I'm taking the palace, you know. Uh-huh. Now the challenge is, is when when it's all phony, when it's all fake, when it's all just about another purse, when it's, you know, the next bag, and, uh-huh. and, and your whole relationship is built upon that. Look, I love buying Najla stuff, you know. For sure. I love buying her, you know, I, I, I love... It's fun, you get man, to dress her up. Hey, baby, yo, look it. look at this new thing that I bought you, and you get to watch her wear it, and man, get I'm, see her happy about it. Yeah, I'm red-bottom shoe shopping all the time, <laughs> and... I drive her crazy because I'm always, you know, I, I love doing it, man. I love, I, lo- I love the people I love. You know, I've always been, you know, around the people I love. My kids, any people that that I love, I love to see them happy. And for me, you know, giving gift. Look, I knew I wanted to make money so that I could take care of the people I loved. So what's the difference? Yeah. And you know, with, and when we go back to the relationship with Najla and I, Najla's a gangster, man. Najla is my ride or die. Like, you know, when we met, uh, we are both, you know, coming out of bad relationships. We had so much in common, and as far as like our backstory, you know, a lot of crap, a lot of negativity, and, and things like that. And um, you know, we're we, we weren't we weren't necessarily looking for a relationship, neither one of us, but the relationship found us, and and we uh, we clicked pretty quickly. And you know, you, look, I, we've been together three years, and I, I've been with a lot of uh, women in the past that I called on and three weeks what their motives were 
you can't hide it for very long. You can you can hide it at the club. You can hide it for a couple. You can hide it on vacation. You know, if you take someone to Hawaii, <laughs> you might be able to get through that week or two. But you can't you can't hide that for long term. And now either you'll choose to ignore that and keep rolling with it, or you'll say like for me, I need love, like LL Cool J song. I need love. You know, I need I need it. I need real. I need real love in my life, man. I, I operate at a higher level when I have peace in my home. I, I operate at a higher level when I feel love. And, and it allows me to do what I have to do. And then, and I don't, and it, and look, if, if, if it, a relationship becomes transactional, then I, let me warn the woman first off. If, if, if my relationship is transactional, then guess what? There's a new crop of, young beautiful women coming up every single day that will play the transaction game as well so at some point you're going to outgrow now, I'm yeah. gonna outgrow you or yeah. or there's going to be someone else that looks better will do the same things transactionally speaking that you do or maybe there's three or four of them <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying and so that's the warning because it's like you're you're easily, re- re- easily replaceable replaced at that, that point and you have to expect that okay you think the guy is stupid well if, if, if a guy's got a lot of money Unless it was given to him, you know, he inherited it somehow or won the lottery, which he probably won't keep the money for long anyhow. But if they actually earn the money, built it, he's not a dummy. He might be a little lonely, you know, but he's not stupid. And, and I think a lot of times people think that these guys are stupid. No, these guys, it's like Ice-T used to say, use me for the ride, I use you for the hide. It was, it, both parties are being used. Yeah. So the woman thinks she's getting over because she's getting the bags and all the, you know, whatever stuff. For a lot of times, you know, a rich guy, that's nothing. Yes. You know, <laughs> a $2,000 like taking purse. her to McDonald's. It's exactly. like, whatever, I don't care. But what she has to give up is everything she has. So think about that for a second. Mm. And I, I, we turned it into something here. But, but for a rich man, he's, it's like throwing pennies out the window. Yeah. But for a woman, she's giving up. You know, her body, her soul, her man. time. Yeah, of course. Look, and, and I was mentored by a guy named Miles Monroe, and he would talk about, you know, the giving and receiving, and and how much women give, and you become an empty shell over a period of time, and that's you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, now you're 30 years old, and you've been used up by a bunch of rich guys, and those same guys, they're older and they got younger girls. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and so it's a, it's a I would love to one day do a course on this because nobody speaks about this kind of stuff. Especially not to entrepreneurs. Oh, if we could do an event just just on this alone. Just about love and relationships. Love no, relationship. it's needed, dude. It's yeah. totally needed. And you know what? A lot of the most successful people that I know, they have these really strong, you know, relationships. Yeah. You know, and whether, I mean, you guys are in the public eye a little bit more, um, but whether they're uh, in the public eye or not, they have this woman at home that's like it's their rock their emotional yeah. rock they know that that person has their back supports them uh like ten thousand percent it's it's, ha- it's a partnership for real it really is and i because i've had a, you know i've been married twice man so i i know i i'm not the guy that should be giving relationship advice <laughs> for sure because but what I, I do know what not to do you know and that even when i had the conversation with Nasla, and of course we're getting now we're getting married in june Congratulations, by Thank the way, you, brother. I'm excited, man. You'll be there. You'll be at the wedding, and uh, I'm I'm exci- I'm excited about being married to my best friend. I'm excited mm-hmm. about, you know, we we share everything. Like I, 
this is rare for me to even go in somewhere without her. And oh, I was confused yeah, when I picked you guys happen. up. I was like, "What?" Well, she's like, "I'm staying here." I was like, "Oh, wow, okay." And it's only because her <laughs> whole family is together in, uh-huh. today. And we'll meet up tonight at the airport, but it's like, you know, we we are designed just like I've designed my life. I designed my business. You design your relationship as well, and you know, I I spoke what I expected of relationship into Nigel, and she did the same thing up front. Up front, it was like, look, and. If, and and at that, when we first connected, I'm like, here's where I'm going. And this is what it's going to require. It's not easy being with an entrepreneur, especially one that, uh, you know, that is, is as driven as I can be. Um, so, yeah, it was, we just laid it out. Like, this is what it is. And, and she was cool with it. And then she laid out her. I said, you tell me what you expect. And then I was cool with what her expectations were. And, and, and now everything was on the table. There's no guessing. And uh, we know where we stand. And we, I, I, look. I try to do everything with her, you know, because the fastest way to end your relationship is okay. You go here by yourself. She goes there by herself. This, and it's, and it's not that, they, that that it's not a trust issue. It's it's about a commitment issue. We, especially getting married, we made a commitment to be with each other for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like if if you want to go hang out with your girlfriends, that's not a problem. If I want to go hang out with my guys, no problem. But when we're talking about, you know, I, I see couples that every weekend they're out separately. You know, the girls are on another girls trip in Mexico and, and the guy's out with his buddies in Vegas again. It's like that inevitably is going to lead to disaster, not because of them, but because the world is throwing so much at us nonstop. The temptation never ends. I used to tell people, look, the, the, there's nothing more tempting than temptation. And, it, <laughs> and you can only say stay strong for so long. Before, you know, the, the, the right temptation comes and messes you up, takes you out of your game plan. You only need to mess up one time to ruin something beautiful. Yeah. And we do it all the time. Guys are, you know, <laughs> we're, you know, we're known for doing that on a regular basis. So I avoid putting myself in situations where I have those temptations. But, but look, Nas and I go and party like she's my buddy. We go, we hit the clubs together and, you know, we, uh, we do all the things that I would do with my friends because she is my best friend. That's amazing. You know, you know, we can go we can go down this path in a lot of different directions. Even from, you know, I was in a relationship where I couldn't, if I if it even looked like I was looking at a female, you know, I would, it, my, my life would be ruined for the next two weeks. <laughs> two weeks I'd hear about it. Oh, remember that girl? I said, I don't even remember the girl that we're, yeah. we're arguing about. It's like, like, oh, so look at her butt. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, because there's a confidence there, right? Yeah. There's a confidence, there's a mutual respect, there's a mutual understanding, you know. Um, but I think insecurity definitely kills relationships on both sides, right? Big, big, big. You know, we're building, we're building something together. Like this isn't mine, you know. And, uh, this is this is ours. Now I'm on the on the forefront a lot, but but Nas is a powerhouse too. She's got her fitness stuff going on, her modeling stuff. You know, she's she's got her own money, and you know, even though of course. You know my my stack's bigger, but I'm also <laughs> twice her age. You know uh-huh. I say I say, well, you're gonna have you're gonna be in much better shape than me because I didn't have a mentor like me coming up. So not only do we have a relationship, but I'm able to help her avoid some of the pitfalls, just like I do when people pay me to mentor them or when I speak at an event. But we happen to live in the same house, so you know I just you know watch her in in 20 years, mm-hmm. make me look like a pipsqueak. <laughs> so and yeah, I think. I think trust is freaking huge. Um, 
and, and I think not being able to to trust the person you're with, right, can definitely like damage a relationship. And like you said, you could be apart, but like, what's the point of being together then? Exactly. Yeah. To just stay single, you know. If your thing is you got you got you want to be out doing this and that, and like I'll hear women in relationships say, "I just want, I just want freedom." I say, well, you should be free in a relationship. If you feel trapped in a relationship, yeah. You know, you're in the wrong deal. You know that that's not where you should be. I, I feel free. I feel more free today than I. I partied for two years like a rock star all over the world. Lost my mind, single <laughs> as as you could possibly be. I feel more free today in this relationship with Najla than I ever did in those two years. Well, and that and that brings up just the point of discipline, right? People think that freedom is doing whatever the hell you feel like and blowing in the wind. And that's not really freedom. That's almost being out of control, right? There's a freedom that comes from discipline. There's a freedom that comes from, I'm going to wake up every day and go to the gym because this is the body I want. I'm going to wake up every day and work on my business because this is the business I want. I'm going to work, wake up every day and work on my relationship because this is the relationship I want. There's a freedom that comes from having that discipline, right? Look, you, you can't build a big business without discipline. You can't build a big business without commitment. These are the same things that relationships are built on. You know, building a relation. There's so many parallels between building a relationship and building a business. So it, it, a lot of times when you see, like my mentor Paul J. Meyer used to talk about, you know, if you lack discipline in any area of your life, it'll eventually affect all areas of your life. So if you lack discipline in your, he used to say in your spiritual life, it'll eventually spill over here. If you lack discipline in your health area, you'll eventually lose it over here. So if you're unhealthy, it gets hard to make money when you feel like crap every day. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's, this, it, it, it all goes hand in hand. And whether it's your spiritual walk, your relationship walk, your financial walk, if you're lacking discipline in your finances, I guarantee you I can find two other places you're lacking discipline in. And, and that's just the way it is, man. And we all go through it. And, you know, it's a process for all of us. So I'm not beating anybody up over it because, you know, I, I get out, of, I get way out of whack, you know, and it's like if I'm, when I'm in the pursuit of a new, like we launched the, the nutrition company, this nutrition disruptor. And I got way out of whack, you know, in the you know in the first month. I just, you know, was 100% on that. That's okay. It affected, you know, other things in my life. But I just bring it back. I bring it back. You know, so we can always recover and adjust. Definitely, definitely. So, um, I know that now you're working on multiple different businesses, right? So how do you balance? How do you how do you balance your time? Uh, across all these other different ventures, speaking engagements, and how do you keep productivity alive when you're kind of spread really thin? Yeah, you know, you just said it. Uh, I, I do sometimes feel uh, stretched extremely thin. And, and where it really hits me is if when I, uh, when I, if I can't return someone's call or I don't do it in a timely manner, I, it starts to put stress on me because I don't, I don't like it when someone does that to me, and that's when I can really see and, and, uh, and I've been stretched pretty thin lately. But... Uh, it's it's prioritizing, you know. Even like you know, yesterday we partied over at uh, Nikki Beach, and I had, before we went there, I had like fifteen things that I had to get done before I could justify going over there, you know, <laughs> to to pop bottles, you know, on the beach. <laughs> so I, I have to prioritize. I have to figure, okay, here's what I have to get done today in order to do this. But it's not, you know. Look, I've got two companies that are about to go public on the Nasdaq this year. And that's, you know, I, not that I'm, I'm not involved in the day-to-day operations, but there's, there's, you know, stuff around that, that, you know, that I got to be thinking about. There's, uh, 
the nutrition deal. There are the speaking, all these different things. It's just figuring out the, the time and having good people around you. I'll tell you the, the best thing that's happened to me, like in the Build Your Empire brand that we own, you know, having guys like Josh Denny and Casey Adams, you know, that uh, um, they're strong where I'm weak. You know, they, they pick up the slack in a lot of areas uh, for me. And thank God for that. How do, you, how do you build strong teams and how do you find the right people and, and weed out the wrong ones? Number, man. You, you, you're going to go through people no matter what. You know, I'm fortunate Josh, Jenny, and I have been partners for 20 years. So it's you know, over 20 years. It's hard to find somebody. I always say have a partner that knows everything about you but doesn't hold it against you. Ooh, you know what I mean? That's and, deep. And, and, and you know, I've, got, I've got partners like that, and, but those relationships were built over years. I've also had partners that are not my partners anymore. I've had people come into my life that talked a big game and we're going to do this, this, and that, and I found out you know, they were just false prophets. So I've had to go through a lot of people, unfortunately. Um, but I've never, I don't get jaded by it. I just look the way it is, man. I just, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, maybe something didn't work out, and maybe that you yeah. wish the person the best. Like, I hope what, the next thing they do works out for them, you know. Yeah. Um, it just didn't work out in this one situation, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I have a business partner, an uh, old business partner of mine, and, uh, yeah, we, we had a 50-50 partnership. We, we rocked out for a year or two, and then when it was coming down to a conclusion, uh, you know, I think he wanted to focus on it a little bit more than me, and we started getting into some arguments. And I said, "You know what? Here you go." And I signed, I signed the fifty percent back to him, and I said, "Here you go. I wish you luck on the venture." You know, and and I hope he does well with it. You know, I hope he does well with it. Um, so again, it's like it's the same thing with a relationship, right? And I think that's part of maturity, right? Even if you and somebody break up, you still wish them the best. You don't want to go burn their house down, right? Well, I do want to burn. Them. <laughs> I just but you discipline. Don't. I use the discipline. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go to prison. That's the <laughs> oh, man. No, you wish it the best. You keep look. I, and usually, I'm too busy moving forward. Anyhow, I don't have time exactly. to roll around in the mud. People love people love drama. And, uh, you know, drama is, is you, you look even on on social media. Put out a post with a whole bunch of drama and stuff in it. And everybody, everybody starts looking out. You get more engagement on that post. On drama than anything else. Yep. Let's talk nicely about your grandmother and, and put a picture of her next yep. to a flower. Zero likes. <laughs> nobody, nobody gives a <laughs> shit about your grandma or flowers. Or I nothing. mean, or people who create drama where there's none. Like, oh, your grandma doesn't really like flowers. Yeah, Why'd yeah. You? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They're doing it, and they're doing it to create engagement now. Like, it's crazy. People now create drama to get engagement, to get followers in the uh-huh. place. It's like, uh-huh. it's well, not, like even with the Daily Mail thing, if you uh-huh. see some of the hate that we got from the man the other night, I had a guy, he said I'm in the Ku Klux Klan, he called me every name you could think of, he said all white people are racist, he even said my kids were racist because they were my kids. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, there's people out there like this. It was it was so ridiculous, ridiculously sad, it was almost amusing. Yeah, and for sure. There, there are people like that, though, man, that, that everything they put out there is, is crazy, negative, drama-filled. And, of course, with the age gap between Nigel and I, it's, of course, she has to, she gets it worse than me. She has to be a gold digger. You know, the names and the stuff they call her, I mean, I, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of strength to stay in a relationship when you're getting hit every day. Yeah. About why are you with this old man or why are you with this white man? I mean, it's, she gets it non-stop you know what I get a lot of times from guys I get high fives yeah yeah for, <laughs> I mean, for you it's like you're the man yeah right? and, and I, that's why I feel bad for him like and that's we we did an interview uh, uh, 
a company out of the UK is looking to do a documentary about our story. And, you know, we, we talked about that. It's like, you know, is this real love? Well, you tell me. This girl gets gets beat up on a daily basis from, you know, of course it starts with family, friends, things like that. And you Eventually they get to know the relationship and they get over it. But every day you're getting hit by people that see a picture of you. Yeah. And then beat the shit out of you through social media, through other people, through their words. And they don't even know you. And, and you got, these people are every day hitting her. And, you know, you, you don't stay in a relationship that you're getting beat up in every day. Unless, you know, well, and, and well yeah, being and, beat up and, by me, but by... And you guys are really public about your relationship on social media, right? So yeah, I'm yeah. sure every time there's a post of you two together, she's getting hit. And, you know, there's some girls... That there's not even any age or race difference, and they're hiding the guy that they're they're with on social yeah. media, right? They're hiding because yeah. they're not sure. Cause they don't really like him that much. Yeah. So it's it's obvious that you know you guys have a has a have a huge attraction to each other. Yeah, and I have like you know I, I did recently get you know I do get some of the hate stuff, and it's more not even about the hate stuff, more about the race stuff, the different race. Thing. Yeah. And I I have a guy who told me that I need that I have to watch my my back because he wants to kill me. Like oh my god, he's telling me that. Like, you know, and of course they do it through fake accounts and they do all this stuff and, you know, it's all anonymous. It's like there's cowards out there. But I do, man. I do. I've been out and have have had altercations because of my relationship. Again, mainly because of the the color difference more than that even that age. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interest. It's just, you know, it's it's sad. sad. It's It's freaking sad. sad. You know, it's sad that that still exists. But, you know, I, I think generation by generation, year by year, you know, Post by post, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know that stuff is gonna fade away uh, in America. You know, but even if it does, there'll be some something else to say. We'll find something else to, to you know pick at. People are, I, I think, just some people are bored. People need people need purpose, man. Well, well, I was I was at Ty's uh, event and I asked him a similar question. I was like, dude, how do you deal with all the haters, yeah. right? And he's like, I think some people are masochists. Yeah. I think they take pleasure in seeing pain in other people, and they're just there behind a keyboard, like you said, keyboard gangsters. Yeah. And he's like, I, I just, I troll them right back, and I tell, I'll call them out sometimes. I say, Are you a masochist? Do you get off? Are you getting your rocks off by by being mean on the internet? You know. And he said, A lot of people. Uh, oh, he, he said he calls some of them uh, cannibal. He's like, Do you eat other humans? Are you sitting there with like a dead baby in front of your keyboard, right? Because a lot of people, they get pleasure in seeing pain in others. It, it, it's, it's just sad. I had, I had some people from the Daily Mail thing. I just started to go and respond to some of the most negative ones. <laughs> and like people were saying, like, now this is a gold digger. And I, I hit a couple of them back and said, oh, no, no, you got it mixed up. I'm the gold digger. That's my sugar mom. <laughs> She's got all the money. I live off of her. And also, I, I had a bunch of stuff from cracking jokes. And I, had a, I had a bunch of people, it was interesting, that hit me up later, private messaged me and said... Man, I'm really sorry. You know, I kind of got caught up because you know, it, there's like this herd mentality. Yeah, you see and they all, don't realize yeah. you're a real person. They don't get it. You're just an avatar. Yeah, there's a it. picture on a magazine cover, and you are this avatar that now it's time to attack. Yeah. And so when you humanize it and you reply, they're, they're like, like, "Oh Whoa. fuck, it's a real guy. Yeah, that's a real human on the other end of the screen." Right? I, yeah, I have people actually apologize. But you know, it's like they say in a in a like a riot or when when we have these you know like when people are looting and things like that there's yeah. people that would never do that would never do that 
But in that environment, when everybody else doing is doing it, they end up doing it. It's yeah. out of their character, and you see it all the time. You see a train wreck, and and everybody's there, and they got something to say, and then you just right in there saying it right with them. And anyhow, so that I think that happens a lot in the media today. We get caught up in stuff that we, we probably wouldn't be caught up. And if we stopped and thought about it, well, what if that was my daughter? What if that was my brother? What if that was my dad or my mom? You know, we don't look at it like that. These, like you said, it's an avatar. These aren't aren't real people until you you reach out to them. And some people reach out to them. They're like, oh man, I'm sorry. It's, oh, it's no problem. And I said that to myself. I get it. You get caught up in the in the hype, you know, of this stuff. Yeah, so, definitely. But, uh, so uh, we're running low on time. We're almost at this mastermind event. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about social media anxiety, right? So, yeah. you know, you're really big on the social uh, space. Um, you're an influencer uh, on social media. You have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. You know, Build Your Empire has over a million followers. And there is, like, an addiction to social media that's happening. Yeah. So what do you think? How, how do you balance, you know, your work-life balance, your social business balance, right? Like, what is the, what is the key to staying productive and staying positive? Not getting depressed in this social media world that we're living in. Oh man, social media! It, it, and there are times when I'm, I start to think that I am not enough. I start to think that I ain't shit <laughs> because I see you, you know, and I, and I know we're only getting the highlight reels. You know, we're only getting people's highlights. Half the highlights aren't even real. Yep. Because they're taking pictures in front of someone else's car. Or no, my, my boy hit me up. Uh, he took pictures in a private jet recently, right? Yeah. So I'm talking to him and shit, and I was like, yeah, I saw you You flew private. Did you have somewhere to go? Like, what were you doing, right? And uh, he was like, no. He's like, my friend gets free private jets. It's called, uh, I forget what they call it. There's a name for it. When when someone takes a one-way on yeah, a yeah. private jet and it yeah. has to return, yeah, yeah. you can get a free trip. The membership-based. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He, so he, he gets on this private jet to go to Miami. He had no business in Miami. There's no reason to go. And then he flies commercial back. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and I'm like, I guess so that's cool. Like, I, maybe I would do it to, too, right? Like, whatever. But it's like, it, it's all for the gram. Right, like he uh, he didn't post the trip back on the commercial flight. Of course not. <laughs> well, now I'll tell you what. Here's another business that that has come from this type of behavior is our staging companies that they have like they're in a hangar. They got a jet or not one that actually runs. There's no engine in it. There's no engine. In it. No, really. They got the cars. They got all this stuff oh, that you can. They, they create whatever it is you want to create. They'll create it. For your social media, for the gram, yeah, you pay them, you know, they yeah, and a bunch packages. of a bunch of guys chip in, hundred bucks a <laughs> pop, and they all take pictures in it's front so of. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. silly. So it is, it is, and I, and I, and it's sad because I, even me and I and I know it, like because I'm on it, and I, I have to set limits now on my phone, you know, because you can get caught, but you know, two hours goes by, you don't even. You don't realize it. Oh, dude, I looked. I spent like 40 hours. Uh, if you add YouTube in, which YouTube yeah. is like half of it, I was spending 40 hours a week on social. It's a full-time job, man. That, that we don't get paid for. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's so crazy. And Zuckerberg is the one that's really benefited from this stuff. Yeah. You know, unless you're running ads, you're actively lead genning on, on social, which we do do. Um, it's it's definitely a time suck. Yeah, you just, just, you know, be careful. Find a way... Figure out what your your ultimate goal is. What is what is it? Uh, if you know it's to, to monetize at some point, then you know then move forward with caution and figure out how that's going to play out. But it's it's not an easy game, man. 
you know, everybody wants, everybody talks about monetizing their social media, but acts very few really are making big, big money in that arena. Yeah, for you got sure. the Gary V's, the Grant Cardones, and you know the Frisellas, and you know a lot of these guys. But but when you start, I guess it like anything else, it's it's a very small percentage making the majority of the money, and we can get caught up trying to be there. It's like you know you want to be a basketball player or a football player or a rap star. You know that's kind of what's happening inside of social media. There's a there's a small percentage, but it is a great place to build a database to start getting your content out of there. You know out there. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to it, but you just gotta you gotta beware that there are pitfalls, and beware that you can get sucked into those pitfalls pretty quickly. Definitely. Well, I think it's like anything else, right? Like materialism, doing things for the wrong reasons, doing things to look good and not look bad, right? You get caught in that, and you know we we were we were getting caught in that before social media, right? Like. Kids want to have the best outfits. People have wanted to drive the best car uh, forever and buy things that they can't afford, etc. Um, but but social media definitely does amplify it. Then, like you said, it's the highlight reel. So you're looking at your friend or this guy. Oh my God, he's flying private. I need to fly private, or you know, yeah. and like your first um, your first car shouldn't be a luxury sports car. If you if you made a million dollars last year, you have no business buying a half a million dollar car. It doesn't make any sense. You should buy a piece of property. Invest yeah. it into something that's uh, that's generating you money. Um, I follow Dan Locke, and he released yeah. a video recently about that. He was like, dude, you see, you see the result, and you're chasing the result instead of chasing the process. Yeah, well, look, and the tax man is coming. <laughs> I see people take that, that money they, they got, and they don't pay the tax man first. And the tax man is no joke. That That's like dealing with the mob, man. There's not a lo- lone shark on the planet that can touch what the U.S. government will do to you. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've been there. I, I can only speak on it because I, I, I was there. I took that money that I got tax-free, uh-huh. and I went and bought a whole bunch of stuff before I paid the tax man, thinking that more money was coming. And I'll take care of it with that. But the challenge is that that money that's coming, you have to pay tax on that too. Yeah. So you end up playing catch up constantly. You know, so now for me, every dollar that comes in, I have a program. Look, it's 25%. You pay Caesar. You know, pay pay Caesar his due. Yeah. I take 25% right off the top. I pay no matter what. If I get a dollar that comes in, 25% is going, I, I, I send it right to the government. Then I have 10% that I give to my faith, you know, what I believe in. That, that helps to feed me spiritually. Then I have another 10% that is my investment account. So no matter what. So so you start adding that up right off the, right off the top, almost half of my... It's 45%, yeah. It's gone. It's, it's, it's not mine. It's not mine at all. So I I have to, I live off of about 50% of my income. And and now I'm even... You know, and then there'll, there'll be... You know, when, I, when I know I want to do big things, I increase the investment side of things. You know, my investment account. Not right now I'm in that process like now you know, I got to live off of, I want to live off less so I'll have more to invest I don't want to be like most people that when a great investment does come you can't do it because you weren't prepared for it because you can't take that $300,000 Lamborghini now that $300,000 Lamborghini is now worth 150000 so you got a depreciating asset or it's a, a liability you can't do nothing with it anyways it's just you got you just got to be careful yeah definitely um if you were to start from scratch today, if you were 18 years old and you could give your 18-year-old self some advice, what would you tell yourself? 
stop being an idiot. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, my 18-year-old self. I was, you know, I, I I was just coming out of drug rehab, so it's I was um, getting a lot of advice during that time. Matter of fact, I was fortunate. I was getting a lot of good advice. Um, you know, I get this question a lot, man. I think it's a great question. It's just for me, it was. Painful time in my life. You know, I had uh, the, the shoes that I owned, the, the the jeans I was wearing, and the sweatshirt that I walked out of that facility with. That's all I had in the, in the world. Um, I have I have a lot of advice <laughs> for my 18 year old. It's so a whole whole other podcast. Exactly. Almost, we could right? do a yeah. whole podcast on it. But I was an idiot, man. I was, you know, I just I wasn't I wasn't right, and I needed I needed a lot of help. And thank God I did, because my sister died at, at 21 from a heroin overdose. My brother is wow. almost dead from being a heroin addict for so long. Um, so it, it, that's why it took me so long to crack my first 100000 I was so far behind on life. But I was fortunate. Good people started coming into my life. And it was around 18, it was 17 in a drug facility where things started to change. And, uh, and I stayed on that path you know, for a long time before... Uh, real finance before before the outside world saw it you have to change on the inside way before you know people recognize it on the outside and what what type of internal changes did you did you make you know a lot of it was my own self-talk you know i believed i was a loser i believed i was a drug addict i believe i was a high school dropout well, of course all these things were true but i kept replaying it over and over and over in my mind it was like eating a junk food diet you know every single meal every time i opened up my mouth it was junk food going in and that can lead to nothing but bad. And that's what happened to me. And then I had so many people reinforcing that, that I was a loser, I was this and that, that I just lived up to all of that stuff. And uh, like you, you know, then and then, and then money makes you more of what you already are. So when I first started getting money, I was just a big ass jerk. You're just a loser. You're I was getting a loser high, with money, fucking yeah, blowing it. it. it was, yeah. yeah, it was ridiculous. And uh, so I had to be retrained. I had to be reprogrammed. I got reprogrammed through books through associations Men and mentors having the right people in your life right? mentors made a huge difference some of those mentors in the beginning were just books you know what I mean yeah they, they, I didn't have access to them it's funny how Les Brown was a mentor via a book in the beginning and, and then 15 years later I wrote a book with him wow you know what I mean so time, things can things can turn and then now we're building globally you know which still blows me away that uh, kid from the south side uh, that had all these challenges is now being asked to to speak in rooms in other countries. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was saying the same thing. I was, I was speaking to Hugo uh, on the way over to pick you up, and I was like, dude, in the last year, like a lot of stuff has happened, you know. And people don't realize, you know, there's that whole like overnight success thing, right? But it's not that. It was the seven years while you were saving up that hundred k. It was, it was the times when you were down and you were looking for mentors. You were reading books in the. In, quiet destitute and then you know you pop in a year you go from 100k to 250k in a year and it's like oh overnight success and it's like well no it was you know uh, a success in the making for like almost a decade right man yeah <laughs> it was yeah it doesn't feel good when you're going through it <laughs> but, uh, but you got to go through it you have you don't have a choice definitely you grow you grow through it you don't go through it you grow through it definitely well, John, I want to thank you again for, for doing the podcast in the car. Maybe we'll start a new series, uh, yes. Entrepreneurs in Cars. I feel like that'd be a good series. There we go. But um, So last question, we ask this to everybody. 
Uh, so in Spanish, the word disrupt, it does not translate exactly, right? So the word disrupt in Spanish means to interrupt. Uh, not the same word. So in the startup and the entrepreneur culture, disrupt has a very unique connotation. So what does the word disrupt mean to you? You know, disrupt means to do something differently. You know, to, uh, of course, you always think right away of like net, what Netflix did to Blockbuster. Um what Airbnb did to the taxi industry, you know, disrupting is, is taking an entrenched, established, kind of take-for-granted type mentality and bringing new fire to it, new juice, new energy, a new way of doing things. And uh, so disrupt at one point would have been looked at negatively. These days, disrupting has become necessary. And, you know, even, look, when, when a new president comes in, that's going to be considered a disruption. Just uh-huh. like the last president was considered dis- disruption. Negative, positive, however, it doesn't matter. My point is, is disruption, disrupt is about change. And, and the way I use disrupt is to change positive. Like, we're, we're disrupting the nutrition industry, not negatively. Our disruption will benefit the consumer, the end user in the, in the long run. It'll bring prices down. It'll, uh, it'll stop the, uh, this, the days of blind, mass-produced, one-size-fits-all type nutrition. That can only be good, you know, for the end user. That, that in the end, is going to be good for everybody. Definitely. I love that. Well, John, thank you again for being on the show. If people want to find you on social media, where do they do that? What's the best place to find you? Uh, best place is uh, Instagram at John, J-O-H-N dot Malott, M-A-L-O-T-T. And then, uh, or no, you can always check us out at Build Your Empire as well. Awesome, John. Thank you so much. For those of you who don't know, uh, me and John are hosting an amazing mastermind event in Puerto Rico. Yes. Uh, Build Your Empire and Disrupt Puerto Rico. It's going to be epic uh, this uh, this upcoming fall. So definitely look out for that. Uh, we'll have links for you to to uh, RSVP. Right now, it's uh, it's a private list. So definitely get on that list. And. Um, also, if you want to grow your brand with podcasts, uh, we have an offering. It's called uh, Influencer Podcast, and it helps you get uh, on top podcasts all around the world. Helps you get press and publicity, um, and it, we can also help you start your own show. So, if you have aspirations of starting your own show, hit the link in the description. It's podcast.disrupt.university. John, thank you again for being on the show, brother. I appreciate you. Appreciate you.